Hello there, and welcome to the Nerd Podcast. That's never-ending retro dialogue. I'm Jordan. I'm Doug. And I just want to say, so far we have proved the name correct. We have. The retro dialogue never ends. It never. Never ends. Uh, well, I'm living up to my nickname my aunt had for me when I was a kid, Diarrhea Doug. Diarrhea Doug. Yes, yes, because I never stopped talking. <laughs> Jeez. Surely I'm sure she meant it in a loving way. Well, surely there's nicer names than that, but... Well, you know, it was a different time. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So we're recording uh, right now in January. It's the end of the month, January podcast. It and, is. Uh, the first month of the new year. Yeah. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Um, it's dreary and miserable outside, so I'm happy to be in here. Yes. It's, um, but at least the temps uh, have risen, have gone back up. It's pretty sad when you say 30 degrees is warm outside. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm sweating out there. Jeez, it's, uh, for anyone who's uh, lives in the Midwest, hopefully you're okay. Hopefully you haven't had uh, to deal with frozen pipes or, or heaters that have gone out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty miserable. Yeah, how, how are you guys? I mean, it's, it's winter time out here in Ohio, and the last, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I don't remember, it's all a blur to me now, but the the weather is just out of control, the temperatures were too low. Yeah, the long bad. nights. Yeah, the long, the long nights, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. How you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. Yeah? <laughs> I'm, t- my life is like a rodeo, and I'm just <laughs> holding on for eight seconds. Just eight seconds at a time? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's a good goal. <laughs> That's right. Eight <laughs> seconds at a time. Oh, jeez. How, how are you? Are you? Uh, I'm okay. You know, it's um. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's the weather kind of limits things. Yeah. Uh, we've had a role change at at the old job, so yeah. we're adjusting to that. Um, doing some other stuff. And well, I want to point out for the listeners who can't see you, you're rocking a mustache. I am, yes, yes. I uh, uh, months ago, or not months ago, but I had to had to uh, begrudgingly uh, say goodbye to the beard uh, that I had been sporting for nearly two decades. Yeah. Wait, why did you have to say? Oh, because of uh, my CPAP. That's right. Uh, so, for any of those out there that are unlucky like me and have sleep apnea and need to wear a, a mask. Um, the, the the chin whiskers were causing not such a great seal yeah uh, so it was it was cumbersome so my my uh, doctor uh, was had been after me to get rid of the beard for some time and I was being stubborn and and uh, I finally did it just to try and it worked which is nice but yeah bittersweet so, it's bittersweet so we had some fun with it. A while ago, I did like uh, the uh, the Chester A. Arthur oh, yeah, that's right. for a couple of days, um, but then I I decided, you know what, I'm going to be your typical just middle aged suburban dad and and just get that uh, '70s cop yeah, mustache going. I was going to say you look more like a cowboy or something. Oh well, thanks. So. My uh, my uh, lovely daughter uh, said I was sporting a Tom the Tom Selleck last <laughs> night when I sent oh. her when I sent her the picture. Celebrating winning the Viking, the Viking helmet round, yeah. for two times now. Two times. I am a multi. I'm like the New England Patriots. I've created a <laughs> dynasty. So you're Bill Belichick and Tom Brady all wrapped in one package. I, I am. Yeah. How about that? When it comes to trivia, Abs- well, we try. Either but yeah, so the Tom Selleck. The Tom I like Selleck. that. So yeah. uh, maybe have to start calling me Magnum. We'll see. <laughs> well, it's you're gonna get your name changed legally to yeah. Magnum. That's it, Magnum. Magnum Daringer. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, so we're talking about, you know. <laughs> we're derailed. We're derailed. We're talking about uh, the nerdy stuff we did in January. This And, uh, you know, it's we, we talked last night when we were at Trivia. It's kind of hard to, to do things in January because the weather is so bad and your motivation is low, which is interesting because it's really supposed to be very high in January. Oh, new year, new me. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I find, well, as we'll get into later, my motivation's actually been kind of high in some aspects, but in a lot of aspects, it's been low. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's such an interesting 
relationship between the weather and the new year. And, but there's so much like, you know, we're burned out from Christmas and New yep. Year's and you're recovering. Yeah, you're you got to recharge the bank. Yeah, and then February is always February is like for whatever reason feels like the longest coldest month a lot of the time. To me, it seems like it takes forever to get to does. March. It does. Yeah, the slow crawl to March, and then the rest yeah. of the year is it just zooms by. Yeah, yeah. And then it's twenty twenty five. Yay! Wow, man. Well, gosh, we might as well just go ahead and do a year-end review yeah. right now. Yeah. How was your year? 24 days in. 24 days in? It was great. It was great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you have a good New Year's? Um, it was pretty okay. We actually we actually um, played Champions of Norath. Do you know that game? I've heard of it. I've it's, never played it. It's an old PlayStation 2 game. Uh-huh. So we busted out a PlayStation 2 that my brother got for Christmas. And we played Champions of Norath until like 11 o'clock, and then we watched the ball drop. Nice. So it wasn't anything super, you know, we didn't go out or anything, but we were all together and, you know, playing Champions of Norath. It was very, very nostalgic, because that game is 20, 21 years old now. So it's like, and we used to play it as kids, so. Uh-huh. What about you? What did you do for New Year's? Uh, I, uh, I was incapacitated. Oh. I was sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> we usually have a um uh the family uh our family gets together with another family yeah. friends of ours and we've been doing it for years now and we rotate houses and we just play board games all night and it's it's always a fun time we look forward to it um last year we didn't get together because uh sharon was sick oh no um, and then we had the pandemic you know before that so it'd been a minute so we were really looking forward to, to getting together and I came home from work and <laughs> took a nap and when I woke up I started to not feel so great and I just chalked it up to you know being overworked and hungry and this and that and uh yeah things went downhill fast oh boy so uh Sharon and Maddie went and and still went to the friend's house and they rang in the year new year with a big bang and um and i just laid whimpering on the floor <laughs> so wow. it was it was a nasty stomach bug it, it, oh it, yeah i remember this now i i was out of commission uh for yeah that was a while four days yeah cause... i actually had to call off work for the first time in like 20 some years oh my i i was yeah yeah I, it was bad i remember because uh, that was kind of going around for a little bit yeah yeah, it was it was nasty. I would not uh, wish that on my worst enemy. It I would, wish there it, are many. I'm sure there there's a few. There's a few. Um, but yeah. So now, since then, it is it has been fine. You yeah. Know, we uh, we've we've gotten together for some D and D. We've uh, watched some movies. I started reading. Yeah. So um, I've been I've we went. I think. Did I mention that? I can't remember what we talked about in December, but uh, the daughter and I went to, and son, actually, why went with us too? We all went to Barnes and Noble, and I had a gift card and bought a bunch of books, and and so and my goal this year is to to read a lot more, so yeah, books and comics, and try to get back on it, and so yeah, so far so good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were sick because we were gonna do something, and I, I don't remember what though. Oh yeah! Oh gosh, what was it? I don't remember, but you were really sick. And yeah. I, oh no. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a dark I, time. Yeah, I, I never I never knew you to be so sick. You have a pretty strong constitution. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's much like my character in D and D. Yeah. Well, it takes that, a lot to to put me down. It's all that chewing tobacco. Yeah, that's what it is. Is what Jesse Ventura would tell you. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, you've been reading again? I have. So I started reading uh, one of the books that we got. So I decided to start with a book of collected short stories. Yeah. Um, to, that way it makes it easier to get through, right? Yeah. At least in my mind. Oh, yeah. I get um, you. Um, but it's a book called The Trees Grew Because I Bled There. And it's by an author named Eric LaRocca. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, apparently, uh, I don't know a whole lot. Uh, about him but he had a a viral sensation book called 
things have gotten much worse since we last spoke. And so I don't know, I have not read that, didn't know anything about it. The book was there. I I just, there's something about the cover and the description and, and the vibe. So grabbed it. And let me tell you, it is, um, when they say dark fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is twisted. It is warped. It is grotesque in some spots. Um, shocking. And I love it. <laughs> it's, it is, it is, I have enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm about three quarters of the way through the book. Um, there's like eight short stories in it. Um, absolutely love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I've got an interesting, uh, Venn diagram of books, if you will. Yeah. So I've got quite a few like horror slash dark fiction, um, I got. I picked up a couple of fantasy books um, that were that were smaller but highly regarded. And then um, the kids, um, they got me a couple books for Christmas. One was, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of it? But it, it's it looks through. It's nonfiction and it's the history of the world through like eight drinks. Okay. So it it like starts with tea. And ends with Coca-Cola and the U.S. Empire, basically. Oh. So, yeah, it looks at tea. It looks at um, uh, wine. Uh, there's beer. There's uh, there's something else. But there's like, yeah, six or eight drinks. I forget. Um, but, yeah, you know, something that only a nerd like I can yeah. appreciate. And then uh, the other one was, um, again, a nonfiction book. And it talks about um, being beholden to, to geography and maps and how empires have always uh, made themselves um, slaves to maps and territories. So it sounded very interesting. Um, so my, my, my goal is to uh, alternate the fiction books and, you know, the horror, the fantasy yeah. with the nonfiction and then throw in, you know... A comic book series in there yeah. and just kind of bust through through them and uh so yeah so far so good yeah that's some interesting uh, range i would say of yeah. material um themes and stuff some of that's very like very you i think so yeah my my goal is is if if i can keep it different then maybe yes. i won't lose my interest yes. you know it'll Variation keep things fresh the and then i can just kind of rotate and yeah you know, if I have to, I'll throw in one of my uh, Longmire uh, detective mystery books in there to keep things fresh, too. Because there's plenty of to-be-read books on my bookshelf, yeah. besides the ones that are yeah. <laughs> recently purchased. <laughs> As any good book dragon can uh, appreciate, I'm sure. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? Well... As we have talked about, you and I have talked about, uh, I hit the... Oh, my phone just dropped, if you heard that. I have hit the... So every 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 month, it seems like I go through a new influence where I'm like, I want to read a lot of this work. Mm -hmm. And this month was Frank Miller, for some reason. Um, I started with reading Sin City, the, the first volume of Classic. Sin City. Oh my god! And I've read that before, but for whatever reason, it really got me this time. I was like, "Oh my god!" Probably because I was paying more attention to the art too, instead of just the writing. Mm -hmm. um, and the art in Sin City is just so incredible. The things he does with black and white are just—I mean, I don't know how he does them. <laughs> like that's part of the reason I was getting so obsessed with his art was I was trying to figure out like how he did what he did. Yeah, because it was for anyone who's not read it. Oh right, yeah, and doesn't know anything about it. This this was done before the world of computer graphics, yes. you know. So, so he was working with real physical ink on white pages, and he created just this crazy world. I mean, the depth and the the things he's able to do with shadow and light, and just I I don't even know how to describe. It. Just go Google Sin City Marv, and you'll see. Oh yeah, you'll see all kinds of crazy art that he pulled off uh so i was like you know what i'm gonna study a little bit of frank miller and that kind of got out of control <laughs> um i have 
I have I've been reading Sin City, mm-hmm. his Daredevil run, which is phenomenal, which is really good. Um, and I have I read Three Hundred, which I'd never read before. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, but I didn't like the format because it was so like, it's like not really a comic book format. It's more like a picture book format. Gotcha. But I was like, wow, this is really good. You know. Anyway, uh, and I read. Um, or I am reading, I'm rereading Batman The Dark Knight Returns, and I have the whole trilogy of that. So Batman oh. The Dark Knight Returns, Batman The Dark Knight Strikes Again, Batman The Master Race, Dark Knight mm-hmm. The Master Race. And then I have Batman Year One and Superman Year One at home to read. So I'm just like breaking down this guy's pencils, and I'm just like, how did he do it? And how did he write this? And, you know, I'm studying his writing and his drawing, but like, uh, I really took exception to his drawing style because of the use of darks and stuff, the, the shadows. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I really, I really got hardcore into Frank Miller. Um, now I don't know much, say what you will about the guy's personal stuff. Oh, he's a nutcase. Yeah. But you know, I will say this though. I watched some interviews with him recently Yeah. and he seems to have chilled out. Yeah. Has he? Okay. I think so. But that, you know, and that could just be, I'm on camera. Yeah. But he seems to have calmed down a little bit. Good. Because he's like sixty six now. Yeah. And you can't you can't carry that with you forever. He's he he's had some interesting interviews and yeah. blurbs out there. Yeah. Yeah, so he seems to have chilled out a little bit. I don't know that for sure, maybe maybe not, but but yeah, so I've just been looking at his work, you know just his work. I have you know, because, I mean I love Alan Moore, but he's also said some crazy things too, you yep. know. So I'm I tried to divorce that from them because I'm like I'm really trying to study their work. I'm not yep. trying to study them as a person. Absolutely. I'm a cartoonist, not a sociologist or whatever. Yeah. Is that a word? Sociologist. Sociologist. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, we were a saying... study of human behavior. Yeah. There's no denying both of them are incredible talents. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, especially the early stuff from both of them yeah. is just phenomenal. Well, it's interesting to watch Frank Miller because when you read Daredevil, his work is pretty, his drawing is different than it is in Sin City because he really cuts loose, I think, in Sin City. Yes. Because that's his, that's his book, whereas Daredevil was owned by Marvel. Exactly. So, uh, but, you know, and in addition to, as I've told you about, in addition to Frank Miller, um, this has also led me to Klaus Janssen who uh, I'm sure most of you don't know who Klaus Janssen is, which is fine because he's more of a deep cut, I would say. Yeah. He's a, he's a comic book artist and inker, um, and he did a lot of work with Frank Miller. He worked with them on Daredevil, um, which I didn't realize this, but I watched a video with Klaus Janssen, and they said that towards the end of their run, he was actually doing the pencils oh. of Daredevil because Frank Miller was just writing it because he was also doing Daredevil at the time, or uh, Wolverine at the time. Yes. So Klaus Janssen is a, is a is an inker and a, an illustrator, and he he literally wrote the book on how to ink comics. I'm reading it right now. It's how to ink the comics the DC way, and uh, it's so funny because I've had this thing where now I see Klaus Janssen all the time. As I was telling you, mm-hmm. I, he inked some Howard the Duck that I was reading. He inked the Black Panther that I was reading, and today is his birthday. So, <laughs> or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know, but. It was on Facebook today, and sometimes that's like a daily. Well, happy belated birthday, yeah. Klaus. So I've just been um, seeing well, him all over the place. It, but does it, and I'm sure anyone who, who reads comics like us will point out, you know, that stuff sometimes get lost. Yes. The, the people who do the colors or, or the pencils or the inking, because, you know, usually... Most people just see who the writer is, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's Tom King. Oh, it's you know James Sidney in the fourth. Oh, it's Jeff Lemire or whatnot. And and you don't always see. Although I will say, especially on on the indie comics, it seems like they do a pretty good job of highlighting the artist too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's sometimes you don't always know who's doing that other work. Yeah. And um. Which I think we've talked about doing an episode just on people yeah. like that because you don't realize that you you start getting into this groove and you always dig a book and you're like man why why do I like this so much and then you start to notice oh that's the same person who did the art in this book yeah and 
and then you kind of start to see it and then some just have very distinctive art styles yeah. right you know like mike mcnola yeah i mean well you know you you see you can look at a cover of a comic yeah and know oh i know who drew that yeah and to your point about getting lost in the shuffle uh, I always try to read the whole credits. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much they do this anymore. Um, I think they, they're they better at it now because everybody gets more uh, credit than they did. But um, in, uh, in, in when you're reading Daredevil or Black Panther or Howard the Duck from the 70s and 80s, um, they'll, they'll give you the full rundown of who's who. But, like, the letter and the color colorist will get like the least amount of credit yeah and because sometimes it'll just be like their first initial and then their last yeah. name and i'm yeah. like what yeah but uh i've been studying some color too because um lynn varley who was married to frank miller for a long time does the color for frank miller mm. so that's why 300 stuck out to me so much because it was a lot of watercolor i think if i had to guess and so yeah i don't know i've just been trying to pay attention more to all those people who are um doing the the labor that is uh not really appreciated because as we've said before and i think we've said on the show lettering is like the only time you care about lettering is when it's bad yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah because it's like then it sticks out but like uh i gotta give my i gotta tip my hat to people like i think i've told you about like clem robbins before Mm -hmm. and clem robbins has lettered like every hellboy comic that's been ever been made i think um, and I'm just like in awe how you can do that. And I mean, it is uh, more efficient now with computer lettering, but still the volume. Mm-hmm. And some of that was coming out before computer lettering. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not the case. Maybe they still do physical hand lettering because I know Clem Robbins is a little bit older. Yeah. So maybe that's the case. But um, I have to think that with the volume, it's been digitized. But yeah, so just paying attention to those guys and and women uh that that do the coloring and do the because coloring is kind of the same thing as lettering in terms of like if it's bad it's bad oh yeah you know but and coloring is so interesting because the world of superheroes is so bright and vibrant most of the time that it's like how do i make this palette fit into the human eye like mm-hmm. you know because it's like it's not bright it's not naturally colored i don't think but so and computer coloring has come a long way and made things a lot easier to do um i find coloring to be the hardest part for me because i don't know what i'm doing i don't know color theory or anything so mm-hmm. but anyway yeah so i've been reading all these guys and i've been trying to pay attention to who's supporting them because like the writer and the artist are obviously like the i kind of equate it to being in a band Mm-hmm. Writer and artist are like singer and guitarist. Okay. Colorist and letter are drums and bass. <laughs> okay. I've always thought of it that way because it's just like they're there and they're important. They're the rhythm section, but nobody really pays attention yeah. to them. So no one knows who played bass for Queen. I, oh, <laughs> uh, I know that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. It's been an interesting experience because. Uh, I did a lot of drawing, uh, studying shadows and stuff for mm-hmm. a while there. There's a there's a period in my phone and in my Procreate where there's just so many black squares. And I'm like, oh, I was going through this phase where I was trying to figure out how to shadow stuff. And like you said, Mike Mignola is a perfect example to study because he uses shadows so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to draw, I tried to draw like him and it's, it's impossible because yeah. he's so unique. Yeah. His style is unlike anything yeah. else. Yeah, that's one of the things, though. I love about like um, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and I didn't know when I first read it. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I didn't know about Hellboy or anything right. else. But man, it's just like, gosh, this artwork is just so different. And yeah. then, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the other thing is, I've been trying to study the writing too that Frank Miller did because I'm, I'm. I am a cartoonist, but I'm also heavily relying on my writing, mm-hmm. you know, because when I do like comedy stuff, it's more based on words and not pratfalls and stuff. That's just my writing background. So, you know, I'm like, and when I study Howard the Duck, for example, with Steve Gerber, or when I'm doing Black Panther by Don McGregor, 
I'm like, because I don't know. Have you read Panther's Rage by Don McGregor? I have not. Oh my gosh. It's on Hoopla. Okay. It is so good. And some of it, that's where they really introduce Eric Killmonger as like a big villain. Okay. It is just amazing the way he he kind of gets what he's trying to do across. Almost not not to the degree of Al Ewing, where Al Ewing is doing body horror. Yes. But uh, it is there's there's one there's one issue that really sticks out to me, and and I heard Grant Morrison talk about this on a podcast once, so it must stick out to other people too. Uh, where all the fighting that Killmonger and Black Panther are doing it takes place in the background. And the foreground is like a dying bird. And it's like the whole issue is like what's happening in the foreground. But in the background, there's the fight. And I just thought like, wow, what a unique perspective to bring into a comic book. Because you can do that with the visual medium. Yeah, You can't do that with a book or, well, you could do it with a movie. But probably it would be a little bit harder because you can study a panel. Yeah, but So it's almost like unique to the, vid- to the medium of comic books to be able to do that. And when I get back to that issue, because I'm rereading Panther's Rage right now on Hoopla, and like when you get to that issue, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh. But it's yeah. So I'm trying to study how to write the best too. The only problem is I'm trying not to be as verbose as because that's just not how modern comics work. They're not as uh, text heavy. I don't think some yeah. of them are. I want to write a text heavy comic, but like it's hard for me because my I'm so used to being like succinct. Yes. With the space that you're allotted and everything. Yeah. It's. And we've talked about this plenty of times. It's sometimes harder to go back and read those comics, yeah, right? Because yeah. we're so used to the the short and sweet. Yeah. You, you get a very clear monologue, and then you've got the art, and then you just keep going. And yeah. then you go back and you read some older Alan Moore, or, good Lord, go even further back and read some Stan Lee Stanley, stuff. Yeah. And, jeez, yeah. <laughs> you're sitting there going... Man, when's this going to end? And so sometimes it's hard. you got to be in the right frame of mind yeah. and really kind of well, prep yourself. A lot of the time, I think, the problem is they're describing what's happening in the picture. So they're like, good Lord, he's got a gun. And it's like, okay, I can see that because this is a visual medium. And then yeah. they're like, now I'm going to do a double backflip. And they're showing but, him do that. And I'm like, okay, but you don't really need to do that as much because we can see it. So like, But now it's more like thought there's a lot more thought yes. dialogue instead of like just uh, action dialogue. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, so it's interesting that you bring up Stanley because that's one thing I wanted to talk about was I read this book called I Am Stan. Uh-huh. And this is, uh, did I talk about this last month? Or oh, boy, I, I can't remember. I can't remember, but it was by Tom Scioli, uh, and it's very good. It's a very good book, and uh, I can't remember when I read it, so maybe I talked about it last month. But I know we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, that's this is where the lines blur. Yeah. I can't remember what we recorded. Yeah, but uh, Tom Scioli did like American Barbarian and Fantastic Four Grand Design, GI Joe's and Transformers, and he did this biography of Stan Lee, and it's got it's just really good. It's kind of sad because it does delve into the bad things too about like what happened to Stanley because Stanley had some bad things happen to him in his life, which I mean everybody does, but it wasn't just oh, this is how great Stanley was. This it was also kind of delving into like oh, the the blurred lines of like who created who yeah. with Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and everything. Uh, and it had a a lot of cameos from all the greats that you would expect that had worked with Stanley. So if you are interested in Stan Lee at all, or just the comic book industry, I Am Stan is is really good. And uh, now you haven't read it. I have not yet. Uh, it's at the library. That's why I read it. They were like, "Hey, did you know this was on the shelf?" And I was like, "Well, if I knew it was on the shelf, it wouldn't be on the shelf." So <laughs> I took it and read it, and uh, it was good. And now I have a Jack Kirby book as well, so uh, to read at home. That's by Tom Tom Shioli. We're not on a first name basis, but. If I met him, I think we would be. I don't oh, know. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. But yeah, Tom so that was, that was an interesting book. And um, it really it really followed. I mean, it was it was a lot of history because he had 94 years of history, you know. Yeah. 95? I don't remember how old he was. But um, I think he was 94. But he, he had a lot. And uh, each, each page is almost self-contained. It's very interesting because I think he... 
No, he didn't serialize it. He serialized the Jack Kirby one. But, like, each page is, like, a different event almost. So there's hmm. so much stuff that happens in that man's life. It's it's interesting. But, yeah, so I read that, and I read the, a bunch of Frank Miller, and um, I don't know. I, I The problem with the comics is I read so many that I'm like, oh, I don't really remember what I read anymore because they all blur together. But, like I said, I was reading Panther's Rage. Which, if you like the Black Panther movie, I, I, I still haven't seen Wakanda forever, but if you like the first Black Panther movie, uh-huh. uh, read Panther's Rage. It's You'll like it. Like, the waterfall scene is, like, direct from Panther's Rage. Okay. Like, the first issue of Panther's Rage. Um, it's really good. And, I'll have to give uh, that a look. Yeah, it's... I think it's called, like... I think it's, like... I don't think it's under... Just look up Don McGregor, and it'll be under, like, Epic Collection or something. I can't remember exactly what it's under on Hoopla. But, you know, I, and I told you this last night, I've been abusing Hoopla. Like, I have just been, like, checking things out left and right because, like, you know, they phased out Comixology, like, rest in peace. And <laughs> it's just not the same interface. And it's just not, to me, it's not as easy to use. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, behind the times. But, so I've just been using Hoopla. And uh, that also gives me more motivation to read because I don't own it. So it's like, it's oh, it's temporary. Like, you have to read it before a certain day. Yeah. So it's given me a little more like accountability to, to do reading. But yeah, so I've been trying to read more too. Um, but I've also been trying to uh, study the work more. So I'm picking stuff that I'm like, oh, like what can I learn from Don McGregor, who, by the way, I think is quite underrated. Um, he isn't talked about very much. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I've never heard him talked about. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's certain circles that talk about him more, but... Uh, I read that Panther's Rage like, I don't know, like six years ago, and I was, and it sticks. I mean that I read that pa- that issue where they were in the background. I mean mm-hmm. that was years and years ago, like six, seven years ago, and it still sticks out to me like that today. And I haven't reread it since. You know, I mean I'm I'm rereading Panther's Rage, but I haven't got to that issue yet. Yeah. So, and then obviously I'm doing uh, Howard the Duck because Steve Gerber is an evergreen for me. <laughs> he's yes. always he's always on my mind. Now, have you have you ever read any of the that new run of Howard the Duck that was written by um Oh shoot. The one by Chip Zdarsky? There we go. Yeah. Yes, I read the whole thing. It was very good. Yeah. It was different because it was more mainstream Marvel. Marvel in the 70s, I think was trying a lot of weird stuff. Yes, they were. It feels like to me, and so the old school Howard the Duck is a trip. Yeah, it's very existential, and like Doctor Bong is the villain that I'm on right now, who has a bell for a head. Just so we're clear, yeah, you know, and so uh, yeah, it's a different kind of bong. A different, <laughs> a different kind of bong, and yeah, so the Chip Zdarsky one was really good because Chip Zdarsky is very funny. You know, he's a good writer. Yes, and I can't remember who did he write it or did he draw it though. Oh, I thought he wrote it. I think he wrote it and somebody else drew it. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was good. You know, it was just it was more in line with like Marvel comics, whereas Howard the Duck was is just like the original Howard the Duck is just so offbeat and yes and colorful. It's like, what in the world were they doing? You know, he's like practicing quack foo and like fighting a guy in a giant beaver suit and uh, running for president. It's just. It's a wild time. It's out of control, man. Well, hey, so. when you think about it, you got you got Howard the Duck, Man Thing was kind of out there. Yeah. US One. Yeah. Yep. Which I still have a couple issues I need to yeah. uh, complete my yeah. my run of that, but yeah, US One. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Marvel was was killing it back then. Yeah, Marvel was doing whatever they wanted, and it was an interesting time. But you were just throwing it against the wall. <laughs> What's going to stick? That's that's my personal approach to creativity. Just yeah. throw throw everything against the wall. So. Just throw it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a very interesting time for my reading. Uh, and I have, you know, I just have a lot of stuff to read. So I don't know if I'll ever, you know, do it. But I started rereading, uh, not rereading, but I started reading um, comic strips again because mm-hmm. I'm, looking into those again and everything. So I'm just like, uh, what did I get? I got Wallace the Brave, which is always really good. Uh-huh. And then I got another one. Uh, oh, I did Cul-de-Sac. Did you ever read Cul-de-Sac? I did not. Oh, it was by Richard Thompson, I think, or Thomas. or I think Thompson, but he died in like 2010. Hmm. 
but it was it's really funny. I never really read it before, but it's it's pretty funny. So I'm just kind of all over the place with my reading. I'm not doing I'm not doing a lot of novels. Oh, although I should talk about the novelization that I picked up at the the book loft. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was in the sci-fi. Now, if you've not been to the book loft, oh. it is just. I mean, it's a national, it's heaven. It's 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 a state landmark in my book. Yeah. In my book loft. Yes. And it is a building of books, and there's 32 rooms. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, we have, but you can't talk about the book loft enough. So there's 32 rooms of books. I'm in the science fiction section, and I turn around, and boom, right there, eye level, the novelization of both Ghostbusters 1 and 2 in a paperback compact format. And I'm just like, this is the most novelty novel that I've ever seen in my life, I have to buy it. And it was like 10 bucks, you know, it was some cheap. So I'm reading that right now. And the amount, I don't, have I talked to you about this yet? No. They're throwing in some details. First of all, Eon Spangler is from Cleveland. Nice. Represent. Ray Stance's parents died in a plane crash. Oh, jeez. What? His sister and brother both hate him. They don't talk to each other. What's going on here, man? It's amazing. Like, the the details that this author threw in there, I'm just, like, loving it, you know? I'm only, like, six chapters in because I don't really... I just kind of sit down to read whenever I have time and when I'm not drawing and stuff. And I'm so into it. And, like, it's just... who? It's the reprint of the novelization. So they did it in the 80s. And who who who... Who knew? Yeah. I mean, I never would have thought that that would have been a thing. But here we are, and it's changing my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh... Have you... I have to admit, I don't think I've ever read a novelization of any movie. Have you Uh, read any others? I have read episode three of Star Wars. Okay. But I think that's it. And... This is better so far. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because it's more funny. Well, it's Ghostbusters. I mean, right. Come on. That's my... Yeah, that's we don't the... need to ex- explain Ghostbusters to the crowd, do we? Well, it's Ghostbusters and episode three was, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It's no Ghostbusters. It's no... We'll go- see about Ghostbusters 2, though. I don't know. <sighs> but I just yeah. imagine if they... But it's two different writers, so I'm, like, really oh. intrigued. Okay. Really intrigued how the difference... What the difference will be in the writing too funny yeah so you know what let me ask you something yeah this a little off topic okay but it just popped in my head although it is still about books i had this conversation with sharon when when i i had earned a credit with barnes and nobles for for one through one of my purchases right so i went back to go shopping i don't think we talked about this at least i don't think we did i think it was only sharon I wanted my main goal when I went there was to get a copy of Frankenstein. Okay. I, I wanted, I have never read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, yeah. and I, I wanted, I think maybe back in grade school, I, I read like an abridged kids' version from like Scholastic mm-hmm. Book Fair or something, right? But I wanted, I wanted Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And they um, had two different versions there and i couldn't bring myself to buy either of them because i didn't like the look of the cover yeah i get that okay so i'm not weird for that no i guess because the one that they had plenty of copies of had this weird like half naked creature and his arms over his head and it just it was weird looking and i'm like that's what is that and then the other one just had a really Weird colors on the cover, and it had a really cartoony-looking hmm. Frankenstein monster on it. And I'm like, I like don't like that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like that one either. I just, and neither one of them were super expensive, but it's like, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Does anyone else have that problem? I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, right? right? That's what they say. Well, that's what they say, but it happens I, all the time. Oh, my God. I could not buy yeah. that that copy. I get that because sometimes, yeah, no, sometimes you want the book, the cover to represent the story in a, in a more true way. You know, it's like, it's like when they, to me personally, like when they put 
movie pictures on books when they reprint books oh, that are yeah. turned into movies and they use the movie picture. Yeah, I'm I don't like, like I that. Don't do nope, that. nope. I don't do I that can't either. Do it. Nope. So I, yeah, you're not crazy. Okay. There. Well, very good. Sorry to <laughs> to go off topic there, no, but that just it popped in my head when you were when you're talking about novelizations and stuff. It's like yeah, well, no. I will tell you, I didn't like Heart of Darkness very much as a kid. Uh huh. But Mike Mignola has a copy where he illustrated the cover. Okay. And I almost bought it just because of that. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to read Heart of Darkness again. <laughs> I've read it twice. That's enough. That's enough. You're all too funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough read. For as small as it is, it's dense. <sighs> I don't think I've ever tried to tackle it. I've heard other people talk about it. It's not great. I mean, yeah. it's not that it's not great, but it's just like, it's it's hard to read. That's Well, and you know, look. We talked. We kind of talked about that with Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah. Um, I I own it in a large book format where yeah. it's it's Dark Knight Returns and Dark Knight Strikes Again, and it's hard. It's hardcover. It's a large book, um, almost I guess like an omnibus size. Yeah. And um, one because of the book, it is. It's kind of hard to read easily. Yeah. But. Um, I I went to reread it. Um, I don't know, a few years back, and um, I can acknowledge how important it is right. to the Batman mythos and and what it did in that time, right when it came out. But I just uh, I I had problems rereading it. It I it, it's yeah. It's hard to read. I I've been struggling with it too because it's so verbose and so over the top in its dialogue and like even some of the like when you are talking strictly just like about the mutants yeah god what are they talking about what are they saying yeah exactly you know so it's like yeah but it, it is a little i i've just been tackling it one issue at a time because i'm only like halfway through so i've only read two issues but they're big issues you know yeah. they're thick issues so yeah it it is it is a lot more dense than i remember it being yeah yeah, I think I think when I originally read it, it was just because it was so different. Yeah, I was caught up in that. Yeah, it's like oh my god, and yeah, now it's like, uh, I mean, I I get it. It's still it's a, still an important piece, but right. I just yeah, I don't think I'll ever read it again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because it is it is dense and it is there's a lot going on. Yeah, I and think year one's better. Yeah, I have to reread year one because I hear that opinion not often but enough that it intrigues me yeah i or at the very least year one is more rereadable readable. i i i can go back and read that yeah. again and again still there's a lot of a lot of dialogue and, and yeah. but not it's it's an easier read i guess yeah. Yeah. so i don't know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah read read more comics that's what you're gonna do yeah we should ask if there's anything that our listeners are are attempting to read, yeah. whether it's revisiting something or you know what or else I want to know. Get some new stuff, yeah. Besides what they want to read, what is a book that you have meant to read? Oh, for a long time, and you just haven't gotten to it yet. Like, what's that? What's 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 number one on your to be read pile? That's like your white whale, you know. You know what? That sounds like a great poll question for February. <laughs> That's true because we forgot to ask one. This we, month. <laughs> we did. Yes, I didn't think about that till recently. I was like, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Believe me, I thought about it after we were planning record this oh. recording. I'm like, oh, we didn't. We That's didn't okay. do a poll question. So we, February, February. Here's your homework, kids. On in February, tell us about the book you've always meant to read. The one that got away, and you haven't so yet. Yeah, because oh, like, I like that. For a long time, for me, it was Don Quixote. Like. Yeah, for a long time, for years, and uh, obviously now, now you've got it. Now I've got it, but I don't now know. Now you're my cartooning next one. it. Yeah, I don't know what my next book is, the big one. Yeah, but it takes time to find that because you have to. You really have to. You know, I think maybe War and Peace will be my next one. You're you're not kidding when you say big book. Yeah, <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be a big That's book. That's true. It's it doesn't just one have to be big. It's just something you've always wanted. So like for me, off the top of my head, although we'll talk more about it next next month and hopefully I've read it by then. Is I got I finally got a copy of A Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. 
And so that's one I've always wanted to read because it's like my favorite Christmas yeah. movie to watch. Um, any version of it right. is fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. did we talk about, oh gosh, did uh, we talk about the Chuck Jones version? Uh, we did a little bit. Did we Did we talk about how I watched it last no. month? No. Oh, okay. So you watched it? I did. So one of, one of your yeah, friends on Facebook... Had actually talked about it, and I actually, it was funny because like two days before I saw his post yeah. or his comment, I had found it on YouTube. Oh, really? Um, I completely forgot about it, to be honest. Yeah, so if you go to YouTube and search, all, all I searched was Chuck Jones' Christmas Carol, and it, you know, they gave you several options. So I clicked on it, and um, let me tell you, <laughs> that was a wild ride. Yeah. It... it I loved the animation and and the way they did the the Ghost of Christmas past was was fantastic. And then um well even well all the ghosts were were great, I thought. My my one complaint would be that it moved at a breakneck <laughs> pace. Yeah. Like it was 22 minutes long. And if you think the Mickey Mouse version really combs over, you know, breezes over some things. Yeah. This one just, because it even gives you more, it tries to pack more into those 22 minutes. Yeah. And it just zooms by. And you're just like, what? When it was over, you're like, what in the world did we, what happened? (laughs) And it's a shame because I was really enthralled with the animation style. Um, and the guy who voiced Scrooge was the one who originally played him in like one of the first Alistair or something or other. Um, and so I would have loved to see what they could have done if they even made it like an hour long. Yeah. But yeah, it was, I, anyone who loves a Christmas Carol, YouTube that Chuck Jones, a Christmas Carol, and just give that a watch. It is a fast 22 minutes and it is, it is wild. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot to uh, watch that, but I might go back and do that. Yeah, you should. We did talk about how we watched Emmett's. Yeah, we talked jug, about the round yeah. jug Christmas or whatever. That yeah. was. Okay, we did talk about that. Man, yeah, December was a blur. December was a blur. You know, there's so much that happens in in December, November, December, January. It's yeah. like, what did we talk about? What didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, do do you follow the Oscar? nominations I have or, not been okay. really yeah the, I I don't follow too much I have noticed I watched one video where they talked about it and it's uh it's interesting how there were a few snubs of course and there is every year yeah. right but yeah Barbie got snubbed in a couple of things oh, no. like uh, Ryan Gosling got nominated but Margot Robbie oh, really? the director didn't oh yeah so, I did see that so but but the thing I wanted to point out is Godzilla minus one, yeah, did get a nomination did. for I visual effects. I, I, I'm curious to what it takes to be nominated for a foreign film. Yeah, yeah. Because as as much as that was, I would have thought that that would have gotten a nom. Maybe they didn't apply for it or submit. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, we still we still gotta get you to watch that, and uh, we have Shin Godzilla to watch. Yeah, that's we need true. to carve out two hours. <laughs> but yeah. Did you watch any any new movies or TV shows? I, or? We, we are deep. We are neck deep in our um, Stargate rewatch. Still doing the Stargate? Okay. We are on season seven. Yeah. And there are ten seasons. Oh, my God. You're not going to believe this. What? I just got a retweet. Not a retweet by, but I, somebody retweeted Klaus Jansen. <laughs> Nice. So that just popped up on my phone. That's Not that awesome. he retweeted me, but he's he just popped up as tweeting something. I don't follow Klaus Jansen. Why did he pop up on my That's phone? That's hilarious. It's because we're talking about it's Klaus Jansen. It's because we're talking about Klaus Jansen. Oh, oh my man. god! The universe is putting it out there, folks. Oh, I didn't even know he you was need on to, Twitter. You need to tweet at him and say we were just talking about you on our podcast. I'm, wow, too funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. He is. <laughs> what's going on? This is wild. Uh, but yeah, we're on star. We're on season seven of Stargate. So uh, we're about. I think we're a little over halfway done with season seven. Nice. We've just been booking. Nice. Booking and cooking. Going through. Yeah. 
Nice. I'm trying that's to awesome. figure out what we're going to do after Stargate because it's going to end eventually. It, well, I guess we'll do Stargate Atlantis, and that's only oh, five seasons. There you know? go. Nice. So. Awesome. I'm trying to think. I don't think we uh, started anything new. Yeah. We watched, um, oh, what was the movie? The David Fincher movie that was on Netflix, The Killer, with Michael know. Fassbender. Oh, yeah. Um, we watched that a couple of nights, a few nights ago, maybe it was last week. Had heard good things about it. And um, and everyone's like, oh, David Fincher's back. This is boom, 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 boom. And I don't know. We watched Gone Girl when the kids were home. Um, you know what? I'll have to. I'll get back to that. <laughs> Anyways, because that was a fun Christmas thing that we did. Although I think we talked about where we all drew movies. We all submitted movies. Did we talk about that on the know. podcast? I don't know if Son we did. Son of a gun. We're, I know. We're both getting old. <laughs> Anyways, The Killer. Um, very interesting um, I didn't hate it, yeah. but I didn't, I wasn't as, at the end, I wasn't like, oh my God, everyone's right. That was amazing. Um, it was a good watch. Um, it was a slow burn. And then you had some spurts of one, like one giant spurt of action in there. But yeah, m- mainly it's, you're following this assassin who's been doing it for years and he's, it's a lot of internal monologuing where it's just Fassbender, you know, like talking over the scenes. Yeah. And so you're listening to him and watching what's going on at the same time. And he's talking about the struggles of being an assassin in the 21st century. Um, and then talk about how to be a good one. And then things go awry, of course, because you have to have a story. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good. I think it's worth a watch, but it wasn't, I don't think it deserved, in my opinion, the the crazy hype that I heard yeah. a lot of people give it. I'd, I'd give it a solid of like three out of five, maybe three and a half out of five stars. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was interesting, but yeah, I don't know that I'd ever rewatch it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I think that's the only, so... Christmas. Yeah. While it's fresh in my head. I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but um, Maddie had watched a video or something where these, these, uh, this family, they all write down a movie that they want to watch. Or three movies. They pick three movies they want to watch, put it on a piece of paper, and they throw it in a hat. And then each person in the family draws one movie. And then they watch those movies. Um for Christmas okay. or Christmas Eve or whatever. And so um, we did that. And um, um, we had a few rules to start with, like you couldn't have watched that movie before. Um, and it had to be under a certain time because, you know, we're talking four movies. There's no way we're watching four movies right. that are three hours long. Right. So um, and uh, Sharon skirted those rules a little bit. Uh, Once she put four movies in instead of three, and then one of them she had watched before. <laughs> so, but um, I think three of us picked movies that she put in, or two of us did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we watched Gone Girl. We watched uh, Heart and Souls. We watched, which is a Robert Downey Jr. movie. Do you know Heart and Souls? No, I don't oh, know. gosh. So Heart and Souls is uh, Heart, it's Robert Downey Jr. Um, like, wow, I think he was hard into the drugs by this time or getting close to it. Um, but so he, the story is, um, as a child, these people were riding a bus, um, or he wasn't even born yet. Sorry. So these people are riding a bus, bus driver gets distracted because he's watching something lewd happening in a car next to him. He goes off and they land in the river and they all die and they become spirits, ghosts. But then right at the same time, this woman goes into labor and the ghosts get attached to him. Okay. So his whole childhood, he can see these ghosts. No one else can. Um, but eventually he stops believing because they go away. Um, anyways, and so then he's an adult. He's a slimy attorney and then he goes and tries to help them so that they can get to heaven, basically. Oh. It's a it's a cute little movie. It really is fun. Um, so we watched that. 
Um, and now I'm forgetting the other two that we watched because we ended up finishing them. We watched all four. It took us two days, though. So, yeah, it was Gone Girl. It was Heart and Souls. It was, um, oh, shoot. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Sharon will remind me. But, yeah, that was a fun little, fun little tradition. Hmm. Um, I think we'll try that again next year, but we'll have to start sooner. Yeah. So maybe it's one movie a night in the four days leading up to Christmas, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we've watched anything else. Yeah, it's been kind of yeah, been kind of slow. It's been a slow. It's been a slow physical yeah, movie media. Yeah. I haven't even played any video games in the last oh, month. Wow, yeah, I don't me, think. Me neither. I did pick up. I think I showed, told you, I picked up the thing for yeah. PS2. Yeah, that's right. So, um, John and I went to a uh, a ramen restaurant. Oh. Uh, in Sawmill, I have to take you there. They had robots oh, deliver I've been the food there. to you. Have you been to that one? Uh, Hero ramen. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because that was the first time I ever been served by a robot, and I yeah. was like, "What?" Yeah, I did not know that that was a thing. And then all of a sudden, when we sat down, and you scanned the barcode yeah. so you could, or the QR code so you can <laughs> order, and then we saw this this robot come by. It's like, what the heck's that? Yeah, and it's serving the food and the yeah. drinks, and yeah, that was wild. It was wild. really good food, though. Yeah, the ramen was fantastic. I don't remember what I had there, but it was really good. Yeah, I had the. Black garlic chicken, I think. I think that's what I had. It was fantastic. I was, was going to say, I think the word black was in there. Yeah, it was really good. That was a neat place. But yeah, so we went to UGA uh, Games after that. That's that. I think you've gone to that one with me. Game Store on Bethel Road, across from Micro Center. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's in that little, that really small uh, strip mall, and the parking's like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, they had that. That was uh, that was a nice pickup. Picked up uh, the Simpsons Road Rage for oh, the uh, nice. Game Boy too. Oh, for the Game Boy. For my Game Boy Micro. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Pretty cool haul. Yeah, it was a nice. T- I had again. I had another gift card. So. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice. But. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. We're going to be working on a collab. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to be collaborating on something. Yeah. So that's we'll exciting. Have to talk more about that. We'll, we we'll give more details as we get into it. Deets. But yeah, we've got the the beginnings of a story yeah and a premise of what we want to yeah. do we'll share more as we get along yeah i'm excited about yeah, that yeah that's going to be a neat project um but yeah and i think i told you there's a new video game store that's going to be opening yeah, here in Marysville. Yeah. so hopefully i can talk to them and uh and we can give them some plugs once yeah. they're open and stuff yeah so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's been a long time since we've had. Well, we have GameStop, but uh, I'm assuming this is more like a a vintage video game. This store. is they're going to have yes they they have retro games, gaming systems. They have new stuff too. Yeah. So they're they they carry the whole gambit, and that's. I mean, I don't mind going into GameStop, but oh, I do. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding, but I I. I'd much rather go to places that I can I can look at all kinds of different games. Yeah. Uh, I like the mom and pop places I go in Columbus. Yeah. Um, Warp Zone and Level One Games and and what's the other one? Play it, Play it Games, movies and music. That's those three are great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's other places, but uh, so I'm looking forward to this one opening up. Yeah, it's um, gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll have to go. Yes, we'll have to go and. And then we can give a review. Yeah. If they open in February, we can talk about it at the oh, end of February. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't There's, think about that. We'll see when they open. Yeah. I've heard tentatively mid-February. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. So, yeah, we'll get back to you guys yeah. on that one. But, yeah, so February, question of the month. What book have you always meant to read and you haven't yet? Yeah. I like that. So there we go. Yeah. We'll put that out in the ethos, too. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, hopefully you all had a great 2023, and your 2024 is... Even better. Even better. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, And, yeah, reach out to us, Facebook, the Gram, Twitter, Excalibur, whatever, (laughs) that megalomaniac decides (laughs) to call it next month. Uh, Please please don't come after us, Elon. Um... (laughs) And yeah, so all right. So I guess until February, we'll see you next time. Stay nerdy.